Uh, They should come up on the screen behind me if you'd like to follow along. Luke 2, 8 to 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the word of God. Well, uh, good morning and Merry Christmas to you all. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on the Christmas morning and a busy morning to be here with us. We love that you are here. We do hope you enjoy Christmas. Um, uh, I'm going to pray and then, uh, and then we'll jump into it together. God, I want to thank you so much uh, that this morning that you've brought each of us here with a message to say. We want to pray, Lord, that you would just help us to just be present in this moment, that we could just set aside the next 25 minutes or so to hear you speak to us. To, um, uh, to understand the meaning and the surprise of Christmas, and then you would use me as your faithful servant. Lord, please bless our time, we ask now. Amen. Now, I wonder if you, uh, if you like surprises. Now, when I, think I, when I think of surprises, I think of surprise parties. Now, I've only been thrown one surprise party in my time. It was a few years ago that Katie threw me a surprise party, my wife, but I sort of knew it was going to happen. And so it wasn't really a, uh, I didn't tell her that, but it was, a, <laughs> it, it was still great. And, you know, you go into a room and then you walk in and then everyone was there. And I'm like, surprise, and you, oh, you got to act surprised like you didn't know what's happening, but it really, you really knew that. And then, and then everyone's just surprised and it's awkward because they stand out looking at you and you've got to say something to the rest of the crowd. I'm like, oh, thank, thanks for coming. And then sort of sneak into the crowd and I'm not really up for that sort of stuff, but it, it was fine. Uh, but I've been to a surprise party before that went horribly wrong. And it was an 18th surprise party. Uh, uh, this guy was uh, this guy, a young guy, and he was turning 18 on a Friday night. And on that Friday night, he was rostered to work at, a, at, his, at his local pizza shop. He had a job at the local pizza shop, and he was working there. And a good friend of his thought, no, he can't work on his birthday. We've got to throw him a surprise party. And so he thought, the guy who was organizing it thought in his head, well, what do I do? I will call the boss of the pizza shop, and I'll get him to, f- to fire, pretend to fire the guy whose birthday it is, so that he has to leave and come home, right? And what a great idea. Brilliant. 
Anyway, he calls, he calls the boss of the pizza shop and explains what's going on and says, look, it's his birthday, let's not make him work, surprise party. And the boss said, great, I agree, let's do it. <laughs> anyway, so we all get told, surprise party, this guy's house, come, he'll be there. So that happens, um, uh, we're all in his house uh, waiting for him, it's Friday night, uh, uh, we hear him coming on the driveway, everyone is in the house, and there's, there's, you know, he's an 18 year old guy, so all of year 12 are there, guys, girls, we're all there waiting for him, <clears throat> lots of people, he puts a key in the door, opens the door, we all jump in, he goes, surprise, and we look at him, and he's crying, <sighs> on his birthday, <laughs> and he's in tears. And the whole vibe just changed right there. Right? It, just, it just killed the whole party straight away. I was looking around going, what do we do? What do we do? And uh, someone responds, what's wrong? And he's like, I just got fired from my job on my birthday, right? He got fired from his job on his birthday. And uh, we had to explain, and he sort of, sort of half laughed, half cried still for a bit. But anyway, that was a surprise that had gone really, really wrong. <laughs> but, but what is a surprise? You know, we can have a surprise birthday page. You can be surprised by someone or something. It can be good. A surprise can be good, it can be bad. But a surprise is actually defined, I looked in the dictionary the other day, as an unexpected or astonishing event or fact. Now, I bring up uh, this idea of being surprised, because as, as Ed was saying before, that I think we're supposed to be surprised by Christmas. And that's a question I want to ask you today and look at today with you is are you surprised by Christmas? Do you see it as an unexpected or astonishing event? Or fact, or is it just another nice day where you get some time off work, where you get to have some nice food and spend time with family? Is that it? But I want to say I think there's more to it. I want, I, my hope is that today, for the next 20 minutes or so, I want to surprise you with Christmas. I want to bring the awe back around Christmas by taking you back to the very first Christmas and meeting a, a bunch of very surprised young men. Let me show you. I'm going to walk through the account of, uh, of these shepherds in their field as they're washing their sheep. Have a look at our sentences uh, uh, 2 to 8. Uh, two, sorry, chapter 2, sentence 8. It says in this, In the same region, there were some shepherds out in their field keeping watch over their flock by night. So let me set the scene for you, right? So try and picture this. That there's, uh, there's a few shepherds and then in their paddock at night. Now, just a few things about what a shepherd would do. Being a shepherd in that time was not a noble task or job at all. It was given to young men, maybe teenage boys, and it was a tough job. Their job was to look after these sheep and almost lay down their life for these sheep. And so they had to protect these sheep from wandering off. You had a huge flock, protect these sheep from wandering off, protect these sheep from being attacked by any wild animal. And your job was to make sure the number of sheep you had in the day was the number of sheep you had by the next morning. You had to really care for these sheep. So it was a tough job. And so these shepherds would have been sitting in the field on edge, just hoping that no animal, wild fox or whatever it is, would come and eat their sheep. And so they're on edge. So it's, so it's, and, uh, it's, and it's pitch black. And it's scary. I don't know if you've ever been in the country at night, where it is, it's very dark in the country. <laughs> there are no lights anywhere. And it's dark. It's dark. And you hear the howl of a wild animal. And it's, and it's worrying and it's terrifying. This is the situation for these young men. That's what they're in. And they're waiting and sitting there together. Then the absolutely last thing that would ever happen, happened to them. Have a good sentence nine with me. It says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. 
And sitting there on edge thinking, I hope no fox comes. I hope my sheep stay there. And poof, angel appears from nowhere. This angel and the glory of the Lord shone around. And it says in sentence 9, they were afraid. You're like, yeah, sure, of course they were. Like, why wouldn't they be? Now, just to be clear for a minute, angels didn't appear regularly to people. They don't walk around going, angel, angel, angel. That didn't happen, right? It didn't happen. This is a rare thing. And it was, it was terrifying. It would be like a fewer ice or an angel. And this angel appears, and the angel's first words are, fear not. Because you can see in the shepherd's face, they are freaking out. They even see a little puddle of water under their foot or something, right? They are, they are scared. They are freaking out at this moment. But why would an angel appear to these shepherds in the middle of the night? Well, look at sentences 10 to 12, and it says it. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. This angel has come not just to say hi and hang out. This angel had come with a purpose. Actually, the, the, the word, is, the New Testament is written in Greek, and the Greek word for angel is angelos, which means messenger. So this angel had come to do its job, to be a messenger, to deliver a message. And it was no ordinary message. See what they said in sentence 10, what the message they have? It's, it's good news, it says. But not just any good news. It says it's good news of great joy. It is the best possible news. It's the most exciting news. It's news worth celebrating and rejoicing over. And did you pick up who the news is for in sentence 10? This good news of great joy will be for all people. It's not just for the shepherds. It's not just like, you know, shepherds are getting a pay rise or shepherds are getting better work conditions. That's not the good news. The good news is for good news for all people, people who are in, in that time, people who are just after that time, people for us today. This is good news for all people. We are included in the all. But what's the good news of great joy? And this is the heart of the Christmas message. This is the surprise of Christmas. Sentence 11. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the good news of great joy for all people. That this Savior has been born. This Messiah, it says, Messiah meaning promised king. This king has been born. And it's not just any king, it is the Lord. God himself is the king who has come. The creator has come as the savior. And this fact is good news of great joy for all people, for you and I. And at this good news, at this good news of great joy, what happens? More angels got to come in. It's almost like they can't help themselves. They're just waiting for this one angel to say it. They're like, we're in too. And they come and they all celebrate this good news. They're so excited that this news, this messenger, this, this, this announcement, the king has been born. They have to join in praising. Look at sentence 13 and 14. And suddenly there was an angel. There were angels, uh, sorry. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. More angels are joining in this celebration because this good news, this life-changing, history-changing news has been announced. And the night sky is lit up with a multitude of angels because the Savior has been born. He has come. And it's good news of great joy for all people. 
I can remember when um, my first child was born. I have three kids, Jet, Indy, Savannah, Jet's eight, Savvy, uh, Indy's six, and Savvy's five. And I can remember <clears throat> when our oldest boy, Jet, was born. He's eight now, as I said. And I remember um, eight years ago when Katie um, was pregnant and hearing stories about labor, and, uh, and you go to this class to repair you, it just scares you more. And just shocks you more like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen in this time? Nothing can prepare you about how traumatic it is. And I'm still traumatized by the whole process. Anyway, it just went for so long. It, um, and I didn't even go through it. I was just watching. Um, but it was, it was full on. It was like, it went for 14 hours. And um, I, yeah, all right, heckler down here. Um, it was, I had to, and I had to watch. Um, no, um, I had to watch my wife, whom I loved, go through this excruciating pain over and over again. And you can do very little to help. You feel really helpless standing and watching that happen. And I remember, you know, getting to the hospital around 6 a.m. and spending most of the day there and uh, contraction after contraction and seeing the midwife come. And the midwife was so chilled. Like, yeah, it's going to be fine. I'm like, oh, just help her. And, um, and uh, watching the midwife then just walk out of the room for like half an hour. I'm like, come back, come back. Like, you need to, you need to <laughs> sort this out. Anyway, a, a long labor, uh, and the, um, but I can remember when, when, when the midwife said, okay, it's now time to push. And I was like, wow, it's, it's amazing. This, this time had arrived that my baby, my little boy, was, was about, I was about to meet him. He's, I was going to meet my first child. Jet was about to enter the world for the first time. And I remember him being born. I can still picture him um, and holding him, and he had all his hair, and, and it was amazing that all this... All this had been worth it. I can say that because I didn't go through labor. But all this had been worth it to finally meet my little boy because he had arrived. And it was so good. It was so good. My boy had entered the world. Christmas is a celebration of the birth of a child. But it's no ordinary child who arrives, is it? This is the arrival of God coming to earth as a human. This is the surprise of Christmas. God coming to earth as a human. The coming of God's Son, Jesus, the King. The King had entered the world. He had come as a baby, born as a human. The very one who the Bible says spoke creation into being had arrived as a little baby. When my son was born, it was amazing. I was, we celebrated, but there were no angels. There was no wise men. There's no huge announcement. But when this baby was born, this is what happened. 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, this exciting event happened. And they were celebrating over this baby because it was good news of great joy. That God in the flesh had come. The king of the world had left his throne and entered his creation. It's a crazy thought. No other religion, no other worldview even comes close to this. Most other religions and worldviews speak of their creator being distant and unapproachable and sitting on high. What Christianity says that God came near. That he left his throne and he entered the world he created. He entered the mess and the brokenness and became a human being. And he reaches down to make himself knowable. And he reaches down to come to meet us and to save us. So why was this baby born? Why did he enter the world at Christmas? Sentence 11, it said this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. He has come to save. He came to save. And this is the great news, good news of great joy. Jesus was born and given a rescue mission. He came and entered it to save it. 
See, the Bible teaches this. The Bible teaches that God made the world and he made it good and he made humanity, he made you and I to enjoy him and to enjoy the creation that he'd made. Have a relationship with him and enjoy it together. We were made for a real relationship with our God. But none of us wanted it. We all said to God, I don't want you. I don't want a relationship with you. I want nothing to do with you. Bible calls that sin. We have not acknowledged God as king, haven't thanked him or lived for him or lived the way he said to. And because of this, our relationship with God is severed. We are cut off from the life source. We are cut off from the creator. We have been lost. And we see that in our lives today. We, we, we feel that and we see it in the brokenness of our world. You have to look very far to see the effects of this broken relationship around us. You experience it. The world experiences it. We see that we are broken. We see the effects of this in our world. But God, at that point, God could have said, look, you don't want me, fine, have it that way. You stay down there, I'll stay up here, good luck. But God didn't. And this is the good news of great joy. God, out of his great love, takes it upon himself to fix our biggest problem. He sends his son on a rescue mission to save us. And God entered his world as Jesus Christ out of his great love for us. And Jesus is born at Christmas. He lives his perfect life. And he came to do what he said he was going to do. And he died on a cross and he restored our relationship with him. On the cross, he takes away our sin, our guilt, and our failures and our shame. And he did it all because he loves us. And through Jesus, through trusting in him, this relationship we were created for is restored and available to who you are, no matter who you are or what you've done. You don't have to fix yourself up or make yourself uh, a right or, or, or live to a certain standard. God says, I know what you're like and I love you and I send Jesus for you. Come to me as you are. And God is calling you back to himself saying, I love you. Know my love for you. And this relationship with God, this life to the full is offered. Peace is offered. A true hope is offered. Freedom from guilt and shame is offered. Heaven, eternity is offered all for you, freely offered through Jesus. You don't have to fix yourself up. Jesus says, I've done it all, and God is offering you to, this to you today. To know him, to know your creator, and experience his love and his grace, grace forever. And this is worth celebrating. This is what we celebrate as Christmas. This is the good news of great joy. This is what the angels celebrated at Christmas. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is good news of great joy for all people. This is the surprising message of Christmas. But I want to finish up with, uh, with how, the, how the shepherds responded to this message. So they heard this message. They heard, saw the angels. At that point, they could have said, that was weird. Let's look after the sheep. But they didn't, did they? They didn't say that. Have a look at 15 to 20. It says this, When the angels went, or, uh, went away uh, from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph with the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering in their heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they heard and seen as it had been told. These shepherds, these young, uneducated teenage boys, saw these angels, and they heard this message, and they responded to it. 
And they went. They left their, their livelihood, they left their sheep, and they said, look, they can look after themselves for a minute, and went and had a look at this baby and worshipped this child. They acted. They didn't get sidetracked. They didn't get distracted. Because they knew this was far too important to let it go. They went and checked it out to see if it was real. You know, in a, in a room this big this morning, I, I don't know where each of you stand, I don't know where you're at with God and with Jesus, whether you're here for today, just for one day, this is a Christmas thing for you, or whatever, you've been dragged along by someone, I don't know what it is. But I just want to encourage you, on today, if any days, on Christmas Day, let yourself be surprised by Christmas again. Let yourself be in awe of what today's about. That God came to earth. And whether you know him, whether you don't, check it out, just like the shepherds did. See if it's real. See if there's anything to it. If you're a follower of Jesus, enjoy today and celebrate the fact that God came for you, to find you, and enjoy that. If, if you don't know Jesus yet, can I say, at least check it out. It's worth checking out, surely. This is good news of great joy that heavenly beings are praising. Just check it out on today. We're here every Sunday at 11 and 4. And we would love to help you just to explore this good news of great joy. To ask any questions. You won't lose anything, but you could gain everything. We're here every week. We'd love to get to know you and, and help you show this the good news of great joy for yourself. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I'm going to finish by praying. Father, we want to thank you so much that, uh, that, Jesus, you came for us. That you didn't have to. You left your heavenly throne, your, your rule, and you left it and you came a baby. You entrusted yourself to the care of Mary and Joseph. And you came, which is good news of great joy, to seek and to save us. This news of 2,000 years ago is just as good news for us today. We want to pray that we would experience that, we would know that. For us today here, Lord, we pray that as we just go out today, we would enjoy our family, enjoy our friends or whatever it is. or We would, we would just enjoy the gifts you've given us. But Lord, help us to see that there is, there is a bigger purpose today. There's a purpose about you coming to earth to save us. Help us to know that, to understand that. And for those who don't know you, we want to pray that we would explore that. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your grace. And thank you, Jesus, you came for us. Amen.